Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Bye-bye Roe v. Wade. Bye-bye separation of church and state. Bye-bye democracy. There are a lot of people extremely worried about what's happening in the highest court of our land these days. Should we be worried? And if so, what should we do about it? Here to help us through the reality of where we are and where we're headed as a nation is our own Dr. Jennings, who joins us via Skype. Okay, sir, what do we need to know? So what we're going to talk about today is how people in our society, their minds are being manipulated by events in the news. And most recently, the Supreme Court decision in Dodds in which the Roe v. Wade decision was was set aside and how in the aftermath of that decision, you probably have seen the news. There has been lots and lots of news and lots and lots of things said and done in the news and by various legislators that make assertions. But I want to help people understand how your minds are being manipulated in this process. We will not be talking about the morality of abortion or pro-choice or pro-life. That is a completely different question. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is your mind being manipulated by people in power purposely for their power, not for your welfare. In order to do that, you have to have a little basic understanding of the civics of the United States of America, meaning how our government is orchestrated. All authority for any branch of government to act in the American system comes from the U.S. Constitution. That's where the authority to act comes from. And there are three branches to the U.S. government, and according to the Constitution, they have been given different powers by the Constitution to act in certain ways. Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution gives the legislative branch the power to make the country's laws. That's its power and other powers like the power of the purse and so forth and so on. But since we're talking about law right now, we'll focus on that. The power to make laws comes from the Constitution to the legislative branch. The Article 2 of the Constitution gives the executive branch, that's the presidency, the power to enforce or carry out the laws that the legislative branch has passed. And Article 3 gives the judiciary, residing with a Supreme Court and other courts that are established by the Supreme Court, is invested with the power to judicially rule on those and specifically to rule on the constitutionality of the laws passed or the enforcements applied by the other two branches. So if you want to think about it this way, okay, Mm -hmm. there is a rules committee in, let's say, football. There's a rules committee in, in the NFL football who get together and pass the rules of the NFL, and they change from time to time. One-point conversion, a two-point conversion, et cetera. They change the rules from time to time. That's the rules committee. That would be analogous to the legislation of the United States. The referees flag things when things are out of bounds. So the referees do not determine whether a football field is 100 yards long and 50 yards wide. The rules committee decides where those boundaries are. The referees, though, if a person steps out of bounds, the referees will flag that out of bounds. You're out of bounds. Stop right there. Okay. 
So the Supreme Court are kind of like the referees. The Constitution sets the bounds for what the legislators and the executive branch can do, and the Supreme Court monitors whether they step out of bounds or not. Mm -hmm. Example, Mm -hmm. if the legislation, the Congress, the United States passed a law that U.S. citizens, all citizens of America, must be baptized into a Christian church. The U.S. Supreme Court would immediately rule that unconstitutional because of the Constitution's separation of church and state. Right. So the legislators could, in session, pass such a law. They could do it. And then it would come under review and judicial review would say, you're out of bounds. That law is struck down. They strike it down. Mm -hmm. But the judiciary has no ability to pass laws. There is nothing that gives the court an authority to say, you know what, it would really be good in America for the government to provide health care at the government expense. Mm -hmm. The judiciary can't make that into law, but the Constitution does not prohibit the government from doing that. So Congress can come along and pass Medicare laws in which the government provides health care under certain terms for certain people at the government's expense. Mm -hmm. And so we have a government-run health care system, and the Supreme Court ruled that's inbounds because the legislature passed it. Are you with me so far, Charles? I am, absolutely. Okay, so now the Roe v. Wade question. Nowhere in the Constitution does it actually speak for or against abortion. They tried to read it in because of the question of bodily autonomy, But where the argument comes, and this is why it's a a question for the legislation, because the argument comes, does the unborn have a status or rights as a person who is also protected by the Constitution or not? That has never been established by the Constitution, nor by any legislative body federally. And therefore, when Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court voted to legalize that particular procedure, the judiciary was actually making law rather than enforcing Mm -hmm. or ruling on a law that the legislator had made. Mm -hmm. Where I want you to now to see, when the recent court struck that down, they were not saying it is illegal for abortions to occur in this country. They were not saying that at all. They were saying that the court had no right to make that legal, Mm -hmm. that that right needs to come from the legislature according to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Just like if the court would have ruled that you have nationalized health care, The court can't pass that, but the Congress can. Now, with all that in mind, hopefully you have clarity on this. Since the 1970, I think it was 72 ruling of Roe v. Wade, in the last 50 years, has there ever been a time when either party, Republican or Democrat, controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency? Did that ever happen in the last 50 years? More than once? Yes, it's happened multiple times. And why is it? If this was such an important right for the representatives, if you're on the one side, you want it to go a certain way. If you're on another side, you want it to go another way. Why isn't it your representatives when they controlled all three, the Congress, the Senate and the president, so he would sign it, not veto it. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they pass legislation to either make it abortion legal or make it illegal? Because that is the authority invested in them. They've always had the ability to do it. Why didn't they ever do it? Because the people in power of those two parties want a reliable, predictably emotional issue that they can tap into 
every election cycle and say, vote for us so we can protect your rights. Vote for us so we can protect the rights of the unborn. Vote for us so we can make sure that the proper president gets in so we don't have the wrong justice so they'll turn it this way or that way. They have created a perpetual vote-generating fear because they have allowed a judicial decision to make law rather than the legislators making the law that has been invested with them by the Constitution. You see, what would have happened if any time in the last 50 years, the legislators would have passed a law either side of this equation as the Constitution had done it, and it got challenged in the Supreme Court like Medicare got challenged and like Obamacare got challenged, and it got upheld by the Supreme Court, what would have happened? That issue would have been a settled question in our nation now, and you wouldn't have the emotional election cycle drives that you get over this issue every election cycle. So that's how your minds are being manipulated. Your legislators have purposely avoided making this a settled issue because they want to always be able to tap it for their own power base. Well, didn't they just cut down one of the evergreen issues when they overturned Roe v. Wade? No, that's still an issue. It now goes to the legislation. Okay. It goes back to the argument. Yeah. We can get in different Supreme Court. Until they legislate oh, this, Charles, okay, okay, then they'll okay, say, okay, now, yeah. so now you see why you got to vote for this yeah. person so we can put a new justice in that'll oh, vote it back the other way. Okay, okay, okay? okay. The Supreme Court is not supposed to be making law. Yeah. If the legislators pass a law, the Supreme Court determines whether it's in bounds or out of bounds. And the, the recent Supreme Court reviewed the, the Roe v. Wade decision and ruled that the previous Supreme Court was actually making law rather than interpreting whether the legislators' laws are in or out of bounds. Where do you plug in the, the present drive among some very, very ultra-conservative Christians to try to change this into a, a Christian nation. How is that supposed to take place? You have to define what you mean by that. There's, uh, there's 44,000 different Christian groups yeah. out there all arguing the Bible back and forth. And so I would say, well, which version of Christianity yeah, do they want? Yeah, they want the yeah. version of Christianity that I hold? Yeah. Then, then I support that completely because that is what is uh, established by the, the Articles of the Constitution, which means that we have freedom of conscience. So true Christianity, truth, love, and freedom. And so we never go down pathways of government legislation and enforcement that coerce people's consciences. What we do is we use government simply to restrain people who would affirmatively do harm. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. But we never advance righteousness through legislation. You cannot coerce people into righteousness, but you can restrain the abuser from exploiting and taking advantage. And, and so I would, I would go down the practice of significantly limiting the government, downsizing the government, because the government has gotten too big. And what's happened is many people's consciences and freedom to think of across the landscape of our society is being restrained and restricted by a bureaucratic and overly regulated society. In medicine, I can tell you the alacrity and the creativity of physicians and healthcare providers providers is restrained by all of the government review, the yeah. mandates, the restrictions, the requirements, the protocols, the, the certifications, all the things you have to do really restrains the liberty. Yeah, I was talking to a cardiologist not too long ago, and he mentioned this very same thing, that uh, his hands are really tied. There are things he wants to do and accomplish for his patients, but simply can't because it may not have a number attached to it in some kind of system someplace, and insurance companies may not cover it. So you're absolutely right. So how do we as citizens of this country fight back on this? 
So you asked me those who want to have a Christian nation. I would say there is a place for that if it's moving towards autonomy and liberty of people and rather than a government control. We want autonomy, autonomy where we use the resources at our disposal to allow each person to have the life liberty and the pursuit of happiness, where they have the freedom to apply their own abilities to the greatest advancement of their own capacities as they're capable of doing, versus paternalism or autocracy, which is the philosophy that there are a few elites who actually know better, and we know what'll make you happy, and you will serve better here, here, and here, and we assign you roles, or we dictate things to you, or we strict your choices, because we think that you aren't wise enough to make choices for yourself, so we'll coerce and pressure you in some way. And if you look at the COVID situation or how it's handled, it's very clear that it breaks on political lines. Certain political philosophies are clearly of the elites and believe they know better and they want to mandate, coerce, and threaten where others want to leave you free to make up your own decision about what's best for you and your family. The Christian worldview is always the one of liberty. Well, there are those who say the Christian worldview should be one of liberty. It sometimes isn't. Would I be right in saying that? Again, it goes back to the question. I say Christian under the guise of true biblical Christianity. You say Christian yeah. under the historical guise of false Christianity, and yeah. people have used the name Christian in ways to cause abuse and intolerance of people like the Dark Ages Church, which was clearly not representative of Jesus. All right, absolutely. CommonReason.com is the website. You'll find The Remedy there. I want you to go there, listener, and check out something called The Remedy. I won't tell you what it is. Just go there and look at it. You'll enjoy it very much. There are sharing tracks there, Bible studies, videos to look at, lots of good stuff, and these programs to listen to again if you'd like to do that and share them as well. You can join Common Reason, become a member. doesn't cost you a thing, and there are a lot of benefits there for you to do that. That's at ComeAndReason.com. This program is sponsored by Common Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings, what can I say? Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>